My name is Doris Martin, and I am a Holocaust survivor. I was born in Poland, and uh, I have a family of seven people, my family, that is my father, mother, three brothers, and a sister and me. And we all survived the Holocaust when we came after the World War II. We all came back together, and uh, it is one one family in the millions, what is a sub Hitler left, a family of seven people survived. I had to wear the Star of David when I was about 13 years old to going to 14, Star of David, in the front and in the back. Under, under my age, from 13, they killed the children, the babies. They killed them all. I was, my sister was only 10 years old. And then they asked about, they told us to go to be sure. They gave us a ghettos. We should live in the ghettos. The ghettos was from six o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the evening. We can be on the few streets. And if they're going to find somebody over the time, they're going to kill them. People got scared. Uh, we wasn't safe, not at the home and not, not on the street. We saw every day was something else. For a piece of bread, we we could stay for hours in the line for a piece of bread to have. The, all the stores, they was closed. And every day was different. We were so scared of the German. I was scared. I was running when I saw the, at the height, when I saw a German. Even so, German... The childrens they can do everything with us. We didn't have to go. We couldn't go to any to report anything, and we was very. The, the, all the Jews was very sad. They wanna have gold. They said from from the Jews, people took off their wedding rings and give them gold, but it did not stop at all. Every day, one time, they told us to go to a big stadium, and they're going to give us some documents. So every everybody, young, babies, children, old, sick, everybody has to go to a big stadium. They're going to give us documents and not to bring anything for the children to eat or to drink. The stadium already was surrounded with the Nazis, with the rifle outside, German shepherds. The people starting to go to a big stadium 
with the families. They said that if they run into a, a house, and if we don't gonna have this the documents, they're gonna kill us. So, so everybody took the children to to the babies and go to the big stadium to give a document, but it was not like that. In the stadium was sitting a German by a small table, and then he was playing God, who should live and who should die. They said to the families, all the families has to go through this German. And the German even when, when came to the to the by the German to stay by the German, then it got starting to be the play. One, two, three. One should go to Auschwitz, another a few people of concentration came, and a few very, very few people he let them go. My sister was only ten years old. And she not supposed to live because she was too young to she couldn't work for them children and my brother took my sister by the hand and he said look we are a big family now and we're going to be separate from the German he took her and he said if a family if a, if a young couple going to go through the German and the German going to say tree that means to go home you run with them it was like a miracle from God that it came it came a couple she was running with them to tree by herself she said she was crying by herself. She didn't know are we going to survive or the family going to survive or not. And then it came time to my family. We had already about six people there. How can six people go through this demon if he say one, two, three? It is impossible. But it it happened another miracle by us. Before us, it was separation. When it came to my family, the Germans said we should go three. And after us was going again, one, two, three. You can imagine what kind of miracle it was. It's my family of six people went through the German not to be touched. When, after this, they took away thousands of people with a train, and a few was going to, lucky ones, was going to concentration camp, and very few people, they let them out, very few people. When we came back home, 
it was just if somebody survived was crying, screaming. They took the very families away. My mother told us we used to live on the second floor. She told the children, you have to sit down and kiss every step until we go in, in, in our house. And we was kissing every step because it happened a miracle from God. I don't know why. I came from Poland and we was we was religious people. We had a little business, a shoe shop store and uh, Saturdays was close, and uh, I was so even so religious. We was that Saturday. I didn't turn on the lights, what we had, because it was against the religion to turn on Saturday light. Uh, the lights there. Uh, Saturday we had uh, Shabbat. You know we had gefilte fish. We have a dinner after the synagogue. We have lunch after synagogues. We 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 was very quiet people. We only knew how to make a uh, to make a living. My father. Uh, it was very hard life then. We had seven people together, and it was it was very hard to make a living there in Poland. But we managed. We wasn't too poor and we wasn't too rich. We was in the middle thing, middle life. Uh, they took me away from the school. I used to go to the, I don't remember exactly, to the second grade or the fifth grade. I, I can remember that. And uh, they took us, they closed the Jewish people when the Germans came to occupy Poland, they closed the Jewish uh, school. The, the religious view, it was very dangerous. First they, they closed the, the synagogues. Matter of fact, I have to say, when when the Germans came, they took from my place, we used to have about 30,000 people in my town. They took the people when they came the first time. Right there, they took about 200 people, run into the houses, took them out from the houses, it doesn't matter who. And they took them to a synagogue. And synagogue, they burned the synagogue with the Torahs, with the Bibles to synagogue. So it was a big change. We was afraid of everything. People was 
afraid to go out from the houses. People was, but when you were going out from the houses, they came the, the Nazis with their trucks, they take away the people, young people. We didn't know where. It was a big change right there. The Christians, they didn't help us at all by the Germans. I don't know where to start it, really. We used to have a shoe shop the German took over. My mother and my father was thinking to take away, to take out a few shoes in case if they're going to need for for, uh, for for life to sell it to to go to to somebody they trust the guy he was a customer by our in the shoot he came to buy some shoes and my father knew him and um, after this he went to him with the shoes to sell the shoes so he can have a few few slotties. The, the client called up the Nazis, the, the Germans. The German came and they arrested him. Before, few hours before, they caught some. It was. It was already the Judenrein uh, that's killing all the Jews. N not even one Jew can live. So when he when he arrest him, a few few hours before, left a, a truck with people to Auschwitz. And they, the, the Nazi came and they, they took, they, it was too late, the, the truck left to Auschwitz. The Nazi went and arrested him after the, the truck left. They didn't know what to do with them. The Nazi threw him on the, on the ground and he had the rifle right there to my brother. He has the rifle, my brother lay, lay down on the ground. I don't know, it was just a miracle from God. The Nazi said to them, to them I'm going to let you go back. But you have to come back next day to the police station. And so they let my brother go, and my brother said, you're not going to see me anymore to come back to the police station. Everything was miracles. That was a miracle, too, that they didn't shoot him right there. We was nothing. When we came to the United States, it took us but five years to come to the United States. It wasn't so easy. In the meantime, 
we used to live with, they had a camp the Nuremberg for the survivors. Uh, this was already American camp. We still didn't have a home. We still didn't know what, where we are and why we didn't go to, why they didn't let us go right away to the United States or to Israel. I don't know why. We still had to be in the camp. And the camp was very hard because we didn't have any money, period. And we see that's how people are, the Germans are going to movies, they're going to, to, they are free, and we could not be free yet. And we started it, and the American soldiers went to to the camp, to the Jewish camp, and they sold, they wanted, it was starting to be a black market. A black market means that's that's uh, that's the Jewish has the people has to take from some place the money and they knew that's that's the right place to go is to the camp the American soldiers they they sold cigarettes they sold stockings uh, nylon stockings uh, they they sold a few things and then start to be they, you know you're giving somebody what doesn't have any money period. And uh, you, you give us a little bit to to live on. Even so, the the, the owner, that's is the the when the they bought and we we didn't have to pay for eating there, but still we didn't have our privacy, nothing. And uh, then finally, after five years. After five years, my father used to have a brother here in the United States living. And uh, they, finally they said, where do you want to go? You want to go to Israel? You can go to the United States. Since my father had a brother in the United States, so my father wants to uh, go to the United States to see his brother. And so, so we we came to United States, and uh, we used to live in in Los Angeles. It was very hard because we didn't even understand. We didn't even know the language. We was just still. Our mind was Hitler. And finally, slowly, we start to. To come to our, I was going to work, to seamsters, and my my father was a waiter. Whatever we could find a job, we slowly starting to come to us, and be human being. And go, we 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 got the the, the money. We I can go and buy myself a dress because I have I was working a little. And uh, I can go into the to the grocery store and buy whatever I want to buy it. That's just the freedom what we had. So we start to have here freedom in in the United States. It was very hard to to learn a language since since uh, it, it it did affect everybody. The survivors it did affect them. 
with the mine. But the survivors, sooner or later, we start to work and we came back, we starting to be human being. And uh, so my father, when he he was living here, he was the oldest one from the from the uh, survivors. He died here when he was a hundred and two years old. And my mother had make a wish when she she wants to see her children. Right after the war, she died. She saw, but one year. She was with, with her children, and then later she she became sick. I didn't even know she was sick, but she, they took her to Berlin. They used to live in, in, in Magdeburg, near Berlin, and in Berlin, this, this time wasn't any any drugs and so to. They didn't even know why she died, but she died from her pain. And she was only about 47 years old. And my sister, she cannot talk. She gets very emotional. And I saw that I cannot write the book. It has to be written, the book. My mother said we should write a book, really, from our past. But my sister couldn't do it, and she cannot talk until now. She gets very emotional. And uh, I dream at night, I, I, I scream at night. And uh, the brothers, my brothers say, they, they cannot talk too, but I have two brothers, but they passed away, you know. And I have the youngest brother, and it's a whole story to tell. Since I survived, and since I survived the concentration camp, I promised myself I'm going to tell the world how they're treating the people, even concentration camp. I was very young. I was the youngest one, the youngest age in concentration camp. Under, under my age, the people they are dead. The young people, they are dead. It starts from 14 years old. I was by then 14 years old. And uh, very, very hard that I had to be in concentration camp without my parents and to be in the cell, begging for a piece of bread. give us one slice of bread a day and working by our munition factory. The munition factory was poison. Everybody was working by the ammunition factory. It changed the color. The powder was green, and our faces was green. Our uniform was green. We couldn't wash this out. When I spit, it was a green from inside me. When I touched my 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 hands, was bitter, and people couldn't survive this, not too long. That was poison. The German, few German was working in this 
factory, animation factory, they were masks, but they did not give us any mask. We had to go and like soldiers. We couldn't be out, we couldn't get out from the concentration camp. We had to go to work with with the Nazis, both sides with the rifles, and go to work in the in the in the mountains. We was already life skipper skeletons. We was not any more people. Sick people we couldn't be sick because if you're sick they kill you. I remember when I was I was running in the snow barefoot. I had the, some shoes from the, the wooden shoes from by Holland from Holland the wooden shoes and that was lots of snow under 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 the shoes. And the Germans they come and they beat me, beat me that I have to make it fast going with, with another one, another people to work. So I took off my shoes and I was running barefoot to the hill, to the way here. But I don't know what, what keeps me going really, how I could survive this torture and the loneliness I was very lonely. I didn't have my families. Scared and sick. I didn't even know that I am sick. I was just life skeleton. But I had my my power, my strength. I told myself, I cannot give up. I got to go and survive to tell the people. His name, kiss every step, because it miracle happened. That's one family of seven people that we survived the Holocaust, and millions of people they didn't survive. All the families got killed, especially the, the big families. So. That's what I have to say, that I'm a survivor, and I go to school, and I talk to the students, and I have a, a institute in Flagstaff, Arizona, under my name, Doris Martin, and the book is going to be a storybook. It's going to be forever, the book. <laughs>